Okay. Hello. Okay. Welcome back to It's Okay to Struggle podcast. It is podcast number 10 or 11. I've kind of forgotten. Um, but I will look that up after and make sure it is correct. Um, today we've got the lovely Rosetta with us. She has been my friend for a long time. And today we're going to talk about trauma. And I know that trauma is a very broad topic and I was a bit hesitant about doing the topic in general because it is so broad and I feel like it's very hard to get it in one episode but I've decided that I want to do more than one episode on trauma and just continue it throughout the whole podcast because yeah it's a super important topic and everyone has their own experience with it but yeah Roz introduce yourself say hello hello I am Rosetta Georgia calls me Rose, everyone calls me Rose, and I'm very excited to talk about trauma. Why do you sound so down? Do I sound sad? Yeah. Really? Where's the typical, what's up, bitch? <laughs> what's up, bitch? Are you nervous? <laughs> I'm not, no, I'm not nervous, I'm just cold. Oh, put a jacket on, you dumb oh, bitch. Oh, girl, nah. It's fine, we're good, we're good. Let, let's get rolling. Are you sure? Yeah, Okay. Fine. Don't my oh jacket? My Don't my jacket? No, I'm okay, okay. Okay. Guys, I'm not sad. I'm not sad. I'm okay. Just a okay. Sick. That's all. Okay. Are you actually? I, like, do you have COVID? I don't. I work in a hospital. I have COVID. <laughs> do you have COVID? <laughs> I'm sick. Do you have COVID? That's the first question everyone. No, someone was someone was coughing in the office yesterday, and really? and and not yesterday, like last week, and I was like, no coughing, <laughs> no coughing allowed. You can trust Georgia. I was like, set the rules. Never again, no coughing. No also, bad. I feel like the reason. Also, I think you sound low is because I'm not used to. Like I can hear myself so loudly, but I can't hear you so yeah, loudly. Okay. So sense. I sound so loud, but you yeah. don't. But, and you're like, I sound fine. I'm but like, I'm like, I sound normal. But I'm like, no, I'm you normal. don't. Speak louder. <laughs> anyway, um, introduce you yourself. So yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I'm just allowed to hear me. Anyway, yeah. introduce yourself. Tell me everything. Tell me everything. Yep. Go. Okay. So my name is Rosetta and I seek help for my mental health. Is that how we're introducing ourselves? I think that's how we're going to I love it. Keep going. Yes. So I'll just go through everything we spoke about. So, you know, at the start of the year, there I was camping it out at the Tarantos and Georgia and I were just talking, you know, she was making me some food as she does because she's a good host. And I had this weird thought. I was like, Georgia, like on a daily basis, her and I talk about mental health so much. Like even when we message each other, it's just, how's your mental health? Like, how are you doing? Not so much how's work. It's more like, how are you doing? And that's just what I love about us is we take that step to focus on what's really important in a person's life and I said to Georgia we should do an episode on mental health and then she was like no and I, <laughs> no on not on mental health on trauma sorry oh my bad how dare you oh sorry I meant a mental health podcast on trauma and she was like no <laughs> and I was there eating cheese I was like what do you mean no she's like it's so broad she's like you can have trauma from being the oldest sibling in the family and then that was a lot to think about I was like she's right she set it up she was like you know there's just so much a person can go through and everyone varies like what I've been through Georgia might not be able to cope with or Georgia might be able to cope with even better than how I coped with some stuff vice versa it goes the same with anything and anyone I've met and their experiences. Everyone just deals with things differently. And some people squash it down. Some people target it head on. 
okay and I think it's if you are sitting there and you think oh my god I keep having these flashbacks about this experience about this event about this person they that's trauma they have caused the trauma um so it's very important if you feel stuck in a situation you go seek help so let's talk about the mental health care plan so this is yeah we can talk about that this is what I did very recently I went to my GP and I said, look, I am very happy to start my mental health care plan for the year. Maybe just explain what that is. And I will do a whole episode about that. But maybe just yeah, elaborate on what entails in the mental health care plan um, so people can understand more. Because some people literally have no idea. All right. Okay. So let me set the scene. You head over to your GP. He or she is expecting you to, you know. <laughs> okay. I didn't mean that detailed. But like, yeah, still good. I like detail. They are going to make you go through this mini survey about how you feel mentally and whether, you know, all the triggers come up. It's very straightforward. You know, you put down why you need to seek mental help and all of, all of these things. And then they're like, okay, you know, they will give you people to research yourself like different clinics in your area so that it's um, so that you can reach out a bit easier and from there you kind of just set the scene I do have to tell you guys if you under any circumstances cannot pay anything go to Headspace it's free it's easy they're all over they're all over the place go to Headspace if you are happy to pay the gap fee because Medicare will only cover a little bit you will still need to pay so from all of that research that I had done nearly every clinic is about $80 per session if you know you can't pay that because this year you get about 20 and George is getting is it you getting a phone call or me it's Nagasa, is it Nagasa? yeah close his laptop oh sorry we have Nagasa's laptop here and he has a phone call close that Oh, can you not? Thank you. Um, uh, so, uh, excuse me. Yeah, go on. Um, yeah, gap payment. The gap payment. Yes, yes. Because Medicare will only cover like 20% of it or 10%. I'm not sure how much they cover. But you will be required to. No, I think they, they cover a fair. not So like usually a psychologist per hour is. It all varies in like experience and like what doctrines they have. Like I saw a um, therapist, but she was like a level down from psychologist. She was like a, a phys- I don't know how to explain it, but she was a level down, so she costed a bit less. But then I've also seen psychologists or psychiatrists who are more. Um, so, yeah, it all varies. And then Medicare do cover a bit. You get 10 sessions a year that are covered by Medicare, which is fucking nothing, and it pisses me off so much because – Yeah, this year it's 20 because of COVID, and it should be more than 20 because I see a psychologist um, every, every fortnight. Yeah. And, like, how many fortnights are in there? Yeah. I don't know. Like, 30. Oh. <laughs> how many <laughs> weeks just, How many weeks are there in a year? 52. Okay, so half that. Yeah, there you go. What is it? Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> We're more English girls. We need – yeah, no shit we are. Um, someone comment below. Um, <laughs> yeah, 20 is nothing. But, yeah, you get 20 rebated sessions this year. And after six sessions, every six sessions, you do have to go back to your GP and ask for another referral to see either the same psychologist or a different one. I'm just telling you guys for so the more you know, because I didn't, I didn't know these things. Yeah. I'll be honest, I, I did not know these it, things. Look, and you know what? Neither did I, and neither does a lot of people. Like people, and that's why a lot of people don't seek help because 
they don't know how, where to go. Yeah. Like a lot of people message me being like, hey, how the fuck do I see a psychologist? I literally have no clue. And I'm like, it's actually kind of a process and it's annoying. But like once you get it done, it, it, it it's obviously so beneficial. But yeah, I will, I will do a whole episode on it. But yeah, talk about what happened there with you starting a mental health care plan. Right. Yep. So um, my doctor, she wanted me to research myself because she gave me a whole list. But she was like, if you're not happy – just look in the area. Like, there's always someone. There's always something. There are so many people around that can. <laughs> George is just being a little shit. <laughs> there's so many people in your area that are able to help you. George, I, I know I said this before. Your car's not working. What do you do? Um, you obviously go to the mechanic to get it fixed. Do you, do you go out, pop the hood, and start banging? <laughs> Pop the hood. Pop the hood? <laughs> no, you don't. No. Why do you take it to a mechanic? Because they're a professional girl. And that's their area of expertise. expertise. Why do people not treat their mental health the same way? And physical health. And it, physical, absolutely. No, and physical they, they, they treat their physical health better than they treat their mental, even absolutely. though they're both the same level of importance. And that's why Georgia is here breaking the stigma because... <laughs> You have to tackle it head on. Yeah. Okay. So the same way that you are not going to go out and try to fix your car, the same way you're not going to sit there and hope that your mental stability just shoots up and you're good and you're sane and and you're stable. No, you're going to take it to a professional. They're going to see what the problem is. They're going to get down to the root. They're going to unlock all of this and you're going to unravel everything in your mind. And that's where you begin. It's so confronting to open up to a stranger. You sit. Excuse my profanity. I will swear a lot during this. You're gonna fucking sit there. Bro, what do you mean? This is my <laughs> my podcast. I'm a swearing queen. Absolutely. As you're much gonna, as mum hates it. <laughs> you're gonna fucking sit there, and you're gonna tell this person who you don't know from a bar of soap what's wrong with you. It, it's all confronting, I know, but you need to trust the process. You need to go through it because this is going to benefit you for when you're older or even right now. Sometimes I sit in my bed because that's my safe zone and I cry. You've probably been there. We, everyone's been there. Thinking I don't about, cry. No, you don't cry. I'm just strong. No, uh, no, no, no. It's not about strength. It's just uh, numbness, numbness because – and that's the current stage I'm in. Maybe not numbness. I, I'm pretty mentally healthy at the moment. Yeah. Um, but I don't think it's numbness. It's just kind of like. Well, I too. I have nothing to. That stage yeah. where I'm just numb. There's no emotion. There's no feeling. But that's not healthy. That's not okay. No, it's not. No, you need no. to. No. I just, I guess, have nothing to cry about. To be honest, yeah. I still I, look. If something really gets me, like an Adele song, or yeah. like, yeah, like I'll still cry. But I just mean like my life's very businessy at the moment right. and like work 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 absolutely so. have, you, have you seen that that video of scott disick and chloe kardashian's like why are you staying up so late and he goes oh thinking about everything bad that's ever happened to me <laughs> if you i have seen that <laughs> if you've been there or if you've seen this video and you know what i'm talking about you need men like you need help okay it's it's not it's nothing like oh this is so offensive this bitch is telling me to get some help this is for your own benefit. This is for your own benefit. But how has ha, – so are you seeing a psych now or you're still looking for one now? No, I'm still I'm seeing a psych. Okay. I'm trying it out. And how is it going? Good, good. It's, it's you know, the beginning phase where yeah. you don't want to – The beginning phase is hard. The beginning phase is hard because you don't want to rush right into all of the, 
the main trauma. Like, I've got a lot of trauma going back to my childhood. And as an adult, I have to sit there and relive 20 years worth of trauma. It's hard. It's mm. like it's like someone just dropped an anchor on my heart. That's what it feels like. And my head. And it's it just it, it buries a person. But that's the way you move on. A psychologist once told me, you stop giving trauma that power when you label it as trauma. If you keep talking about it and you keep being open about it, your mind recognizes it as just an experience, as just life going on. Because then you've healed from it. If you stay stuck, like, this is my trauma, like, and you keep having these flashbacks, you're not going to heal. You're just going to keep taking that on for years and years and years, and it's going to accumulate and build up. So you got to start seeking help. When you talk to a professional, when you talk to a stranger, and they tell you how to cope and why things may be and why things panned out the way they are, like, if you get the shakes, they'll be like, well, because this has happened in your life, not because you're a Virgo. <laughs> um, a lot of the stuff that we do is because we're Geminis, though. <laughs> um, that's just facts. Absolutely. No, but no, I, yeah, I completely understand. But And one, one thing I also find super important about um, when you start seeing a psych is it's, it's important to not feel as if you have to trauma dump and tell them your entire life story in the first five se- sessions because psychs are smart. They will see and pick up on like things and tendencies that you do and then they will probably assume, maybe not assume is probably the wrong word, they will probably um, understand where it's come from and then you kind of go into it. And also it's how can you deal with, with trauma if you don't understand like firstly you need the tools to un- to to cope with it and then you can like go through it because my psych said to me she made a great point she's like look the first couple of sessions I don't really want to get into the ditty and the dirty straight away because if we spend this whole hour talking about fucking the most horrible things in your life you're just leaving after this hour feeling like trash and you don't know how to cope with it so let's talk about how to cope with it first and then we can go on to like what happened and then we can cope with it together because if I just you just trauma dump on me and then you just leave you're gonna go home and feel even worse absolutely I fully 100% agree I want to share something about myself trigger warning yeah yeah of course of course I I need to do that um and I always put it in the description but before we get down to the ditty and the dirty, um, of course, trigger warning, going to be talking about trauma experiences, um, maybe probably abuse in both physical, mental, emotional, um, as well as depression, anxiety, suicidal thoughts and stuff. So if you don't feel like listening to that today, please swipe off and listen to something else or just go for a walk and yeah. So um, what I wanted to share that I thought would be really, really important is I realized this year I need to seek help was because I lost 10 kilos from simply being sad. From Because when you're sad, sometimes you don't have the mindset to get out of bed, have a shower, eat three meals, minimum three meals. I, I, I wasn't thinking that. For three days, I went without food and I didn't even feel hungry because the sadness, the anxiety, all of it consumed me that I didn't have an appetite, okay? And I just want to let everyone know that it's not your mom's responsibility for you to 
seek help. It's not your best friend's responsibility to be like, go seek help. It's not your boss's responsibility. It's yours. This is your life. If you want to take that trauma into your future relationships when you have kids and you're married or or if you want to live a single life and you want to do that, it's up to you, okay? But if you're in the mindset where you're like, no, I'm not putting this mental strain on anyone else. I'm going to seek help. That's even better. That's the right way to go. Seek the help. Move, Not move on from it. Heal from it. Heal. Heal as a person. Heal your mind. Heal your heart. And and also, it's great to also remember that negative qualities that you have that you want to work on are probably stemmed from trauma that's happened to you when you were younger. So, in a way, going back to that when you're seeing a psych and seeking help will actually help mend those negative qualities that perhaps that you fight every day and you're like, why am I like this? Or why do I get triggered over this and that? Like, why does this situation make me so sad? Going back to those kind of things can end up being so beneficial to you. Even if you think that you don't have that much trauma, there probably is a lot there because everyone experiences it. To to tap onto that, um, I read this book, Tiny Beautiful Things by Cheryl Strayed, who taps into a lot of mental struggle. And with what you said, uh, she says, transformation often demands that we separate our emotional responses from our rational minds. So you might feel one day like, oh, I don't need to seek mental health. I'm okay, but your emotional response later on is so, it gets triggered so easily because you haven't resolved those issues. You haven't dug deep, gotten down to the root of it, gotten down to the bottom and dealt with it and healed from it to move on from it. So it's important that you do seek help in the time that you have. If you're young, it's best to start off young because you don't want to go into adulthood with all of this strain on your shoulders and all of this weight. Exactly. And I feel like I've, I have said this in a past podcast before, but when I was in hospital, what, a year ago, um, a lot of the people that were there were, were, were middle-aged and a bit older, 50s to 70s. And, yeah, I, I think I have recounted this before, but all of them said, like, it's amazing that you're dealing with it now because like, as much as it is sad to see someone here so young, we are also happy because it means that you're going to deal with your stuff now and we have to deal with 40, 50 years of shit when you can deal with a lot less and it just means a lot less work for you. And as you recounted before, like it means you don't put that trauma on other people and there is a thing called intergenerational trauma which um, is super interesting and a super important topic where people don't realise is such a impactful thing on everyone's life like an example of intergenerational trauma is like abuse. Like if you're being abused by someone, usually they have been abused as well. And then the, the prior abuser abused them as well and it's a whole cycle. So in order to like get rid of that cycle of inflicting pain, they need to deal with their trauma. Absolutely. I completely agree. And like I said, it's all up to you. It's the the healing the genuine healing the actual real down on your knees in the mud change is entirely and absolutely up to you and this is also from tiny beautiful things she quotes that in her book i haven't read it you have to it's beautiful really it's um it's this book about there used to be this website where people Mm. would just submit anonymously their problems in life stop 
and she would give them advice and also give them her personal situation. That's like that's awesome. On how yeah, I, I would. Yeah, I'd yeah. love to read that. Do you have the actual physical book? I don't have the physical. I remember I told you how to download books. Oh yeah, yeah. Because I'm I'm a yeah. Kindle girl. Yeah, I suck. You can send it to your Kindle. Oh yeah, yeah. Fuck, I remember. Yeah, I you guys, yeah. if you want to read this book but you don't want to go out of your way to buy a copy, just Google B the letter B space OK and the world's largest library pops up and you can every book it's fucking crazy any book and this book came up on my tiktok out of all places lol it came up on my tiktok i saw so so many people raving about it i was like you know what i've got nothing better to do Mm. i'm done with uni let me read wait when did you read this literally a week ago oh because i've never heard you speak about it before that's why i was like as if you haven't told me i messaged it to you okay i said you should read this if anyone knows me they know that i'm like completely spaced out majority of the time because i've got so much other things on my mind and other things to do that messaging and stuff usually sometimes i'm really good but i'm really good for like an hour yeah. And I'll, like, talk to you for, like, a full conversation. Georgia yeah. is a businesswoman. And you then, just need to realise yeah, that. No, I, I get not have time to message back. No, <laughs> no, I'll get into, like, the ditty and the dirty for, like, a whole hour. And then after that, it's like, don't talk to me for three weeks. Yeah. Like, call me. Yeah. But that's the only way you're going to get in contact with me. Absolutely. Um, and I respect that. Thanks, Queen. I respect. I love seeing my best friend on her hot girl shit. Hot girl summer right here. Another thing I want to bring up Yeah. this episode is this is where I might get a bit enraged because it really pisses me off. That, oh God! That there are people like this out in the world. Okay. If there are people out, we don't there, like anger. We don't like anger. No, but this is. I have anger issues. So yeah. yeah, this is what ticks me off. If there are people in your life that have said you don't need mental health help, who the fuck said that to you? Oh, let's not even get into it. That's not girl. Oh, yeah. yeah, let's not even get into it, but okay. um, cut them off. <laughs> cut them the fuck off. <laughs> Fucking say fuck Jesus. you. <laughs> so if it's your partner, if it's your best friend, if it's your co-worker, you say genuinely what? shut they, the fuck up. Why did that call me on God's If it's your parent, you sit them down. You go A, B, C, D. Parents are different, though. Parents are different because I don't blame them because they're backwards. They're, they didn't have this shit around Again, Again, intergenerational trauma. If you've listened to George's podcast with um, – Baba. Yes. I, I want to do another one with him because fucking – It was amazing to, for, to – It was actually, it was actually I loved an amazing it so episode. Much. Um, I want to get mum and dad on yeah. as well. If you haven't listened to it after this episode, go and listen to Papa's because – Carlo unraveled so much that I I did not know took place. I didn't know that back in the day, if someone was depressed, they'd see it as being lazy or like you know, like I mm. I heard about it. Oh, they were like the psychos. Actually, yeah, but to actually hear it, like evidently. But as I'm as I'm saying, these people that trigger you and make you double take, like, do I actually need to seek help? Say fuck you. But honestly, seeking help is so like the concept of where people like um like have a connotation around therapy is like it's so funny to me because it's just not that big or it shouldn't be such a it shouldn't be such a down upon no not not even look down upon it it should just be a casual normal thing or hey i'm gonna go see my therapist because i'm sorry you all have issues like you're all pretty fucked up like as much of course we are especially in this climate of life we've all been through the past two years in a fucking pandemic of course we're all fucked up like and there's nothing wrong with that, but 
being like, oh, it, it's, I don't, I, I don't know, I don't think I've any ever heard, and I'm lucky enough to never really hear someone say, oh, I see, uh, it's weird to see a therapist or anything like that. But it's just the connotation and like the feeling around it. Like I know when I talk to people who aren't very knowledgeable about the situation, you can always see their kind of hesitation to go into the topic. And I just sit there and I'm like, I don't, like, I'm not ashamed. Like, I don't care. Like, talk to me about it. Like, it, it should just be normal. Like, if you said to me, hey, I'm really sick, um, I'd be like, what's wrong? Like, did you go to the doctor? Like, are you okay? Like, you, but it should be the same thing. But if I say to someone, oh, I'm, like, feeling depressed, someone maybe who isn't so comfortable with the topic, they're like, oh, um, it's just this, I don't understand, I don't, and it's something I've been dealing with recently a lot, and I don't really understand how to describe it, but it's that connotation of um, them just feeling uncomfortable with it, and it's not their fault, but it's just, yeah, the situation. Anyway, that's a bit off topic, but I just want to say it. In a perfect world, to say, I'm going to go see my psych, I'm going to go see my therapist, it should be as normal as saying, I've got a PT session. Mm, good one, that's great. You know, let's normalize Great one. It. It's Great okay. One. You can focus on your physical health. Also focus on your mental health. But in saying that, physical health does tap into mental health. Mm. Because during lockdown, I'm not going to lie, the walks with my friends saved me. Mm. Okay? Just going on a 30-minute an hour walk, whatever, just to talk. It just, it literally saved me. because Saved Georgia, so many people. Georgia and I had this had this talk i think i visited you right after lockdown was over i remember when i showed up at your doorstep unannounced yeah and <laughs> you were in your pajamas yeah i was like uh hey as you do guys. yeah that's right well, as you do it was nice i said to her i was like I, I couldn't seek help during lockdown because i can't sit in my bed and go through all this traumatic shit in my life I sleep in that bed. That's my safe zone. I'm not going to stay in my house mm. where my mum's next door. Yeah, fuck, I hated that. Maybe. I, can't do, I can't do that. I'm the type of person that landmarks places to emotional responses. So if I've cried in the parking lot at 2am, I'm going to remember that parking lot mm. for the rest of my life and be like, I had this fucking breakdown there. And that's why it was hard for people um, to seek help, to during, seek lockdown. help during lockdown. Yeah, because, absolutely. And even me, the biggest mental health advocate, that I know, (laughs) didn't feel comfortable with it. I hated it. Like, and my sister as well, just like, oh, she's like, I'm going to my room doing my psych appointment. It's just like, fuck off. Like, you wish you could just go and, like, see them and have that physical connection and, like, just – and it just feels so weird. Yeah, again, have your safe spot kind of taken away from you, especially with trauma as well. Like, um, trauma can obviously landmark spots as traumatic experiences. Like, I remember – I had pretty traumatic moments in my first car, my Mazda. And when I got back after hospital, I literally couldn't drive it. Like, I literally said to everyone, I was like, three months, I didn't drive. Like, and I love driving. Like, if anyone knows me, I drive everywhere. Like, you need to be picked. to New Zealand if you want, girl. (laughs) I'm like, if you need picking up, I'm there. I actually really enjoy it. I love my music. It's my independent, like, that feeling of being able to go wherever you want to go. And then for me to just kind of step back and be like, I can't do it. Every time I get in that car, I would just fucking cry my eyes out. Hence why I got a new one. And I got an upgrade. So. Yes, you did. Um, so the thing about me is that I like to go in to see someone, leave my trauma on that seat in that office and walk the fuck out. 
and feel like that that anchor I was talking about that that's I feel like is on my head with trauma like I've left that anchor I've left it it's done it's gone and I'm gonna keep working on it there's multiple anchors on people's heads that's how I look at trauma it's multiple strains yeah on a person's brain and heart of course and then it's amazing to kind of then go back and just be like next week I will like go back further into it and then break it down bit by bit because you can't address trauma as a whole because you'll fucking explode like you will implode and and especially how there's so so many different aspects of it and I want to go into the topic of talking about like what classifies as trauma and maybe our different experiences with it and like how there isn't a big trauma and a little trauma. It just no. depends on everyone's experience. There, like there is no weight on trauma. Like some, something, trauma. something that I deem as super traumatic for me. You might just be like, oh, yeah, like that's not that, that that's bad. What I mean. That's what everyone yeah. just deals with certain things differently. What I've dealt with, you might have dealt with it very, very differently. You know, mm. and what you've dealt with, I, I wouldn't have half the balls to put myself out there the way you have and I'm so proud of you for that thanks I'm so proud of you she's doing amazing one thing I need to work on is I hate when people give me like I like when people give me physical compliments like tell me I look pretty all the time like thank you but when people compliment on and I think this is a trauma response yeah it's so strange I don't know where I got it from working from a therapy but um and this is a great example of how trauma can go throughout your whole life um, and you don't even know why you are the way you are is because of these traumatic experiences. So obviously that's something that's happened when I was younger or when I was in my teens from whoever, whatever experience that I can't accept when people like acknowledge my success. Like, it, as you said, like, yeah, you've done a great job. Like I may, like I, I get compliments all the time from friends and extended people being like, wow, what you're doing is amazing, but I can't accept it. Yeah. Like, is it because, is it because you you don't feel fulfilled or is it because you just don't like that it's brought up in in such a positive perspective because it's been so much hard work I think no 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 I don't think it's the second one I think it's the first one I don't think it's enough I'm like more 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 you know that mean the type of person I'm like keep striving for better yeah but it's almost a toxic trait because it's just gone in a toxic matter that I don't ever acknowledge my positive experiences and like I'm never content of what I've done like getting an office I'm like now I need a bigger one next week I need it I need to fucking have a massive one I need to have a warehouse I need to fucking have everything and and that is a trauma response to I don't know what it was exactly but something that feeling of always having to be better and always having to be the best is something that I've gotten from when I was younger. It's like you're in competition with yourself mm. and your own mind. Yeah. It it can be looked at in a positive – because I'm a very glass half full person. It can be looked at in a very positive way. Like you are trying to make yourself even better than you are. Georgia's at 100. She will want to be at 150 by next week. Mm. And that's the type of person you are. And you can't blame that. That's just the way you've been shaped, moulded, brought up, etc. whatever it is. You can't – hate yourself for your past that's where a lot of a lot of people get stooped on is that they or they get they stooge themselves like oh i hate myself because i'm this way no don't yeah fucking don't i do that yeah i know and, you do that's what i'm saying um like 
making like there's a difference from like accepting responsibility to like punishing yourself to things you've done in the past and that's another trauma response as well like being so hard on yourself and being in in content with yourself with things that you've done in the past and I feel like my trauma with many different things like I have talked about this before and I don't know if you've had a similar experience when you were younger and maybe you can bring up yours but like with exercise and stuff like that like I've talked about this um actually I don't know if I have whatever but like with being like fit and being I've never really had like body image issues or anything of the sort luckily enough until fucking recently but the body dysmorphia yeah. is very, very real and prominent in our society and our generation because of unrealistic standards that we have been set. And that's achieve. and that's why and I feel like those standards have even gotten even worse. And that, that that's why I feel like they've my body image issues have started. Yeah, I can I can tell you, uh, trigger warnings is about bodies that I'm about to say. I can tell you honestly, every ex that I've had has been like, Oh, you're you're so flat or something. And it's just about what? About my body. Oh, you're yeah. not fat at all. I think you got you got big boobs. My bum. <laughs> oh, the fuck! Do they want Cardi B to rock up in this joint? <laughs> she got injections <laughs> from the Bronx. That's what I mean. That's what I mean. Every man just will, you know, come into my. Not life. Not that there's anything wrong with that, but Nothing's yeah. wrong with you know altering your body or whatever. I'm yeah, do what you want to do. Do what you want to do. What makes you happy? Yeah, but they come into my life like men have come into my life and have said these things and i'm just like why would you that that creates trauma yeah that that trauma create, trauma response that's trauma. a trauma event like people don't understand yeah. how little like Three thi- words things can, can be trauma so <laughs> see and that, that can go on and that's even like and, and that's what i was saying like things that were said to me 10 years ago are still having effects on me now yeah and that's what's crazy and that's yeah. trauma like when i was younger even like with running and stuff yeah. Um, I was always just told I couldn't run. Like, I look that weird when I run or, like, yeah, again, never getting picked for, like, fucking sports teams or always being the last choice and that's fine, whatever. But it's caused me now to, like, never accept when I succeed with fitness. Like, I'll just be like, it's not enough. I'll never be as good as X, Y, Z. Like, say I work out with Maggie or something mm. uh, who is a beast. She's a she's a fitness cray she's amazing um very healthy though but she's she's just very fit and i'll just be like not good enough like i'm not like i'm the the little girl who can't run like i do nothing like i'm not fit like even working at the gym it's so weird to me i'm like how do i work at a gym like i'm literally not fit at all but in reality i am super fit yeah. i do i work out four or five times a week it's a lot you're like, on the grind I, Absolutely. I, I enjoy it i love it yeah. but i am not accepting of it and always like never contribute it as a concept to myself if that makes sense but yeah have you had any experiences like that in your life that have kind of fallen through to now if whether it's with images like with your body or maybe personality wise I, I, I always talk about this with my friendship group like all the girls and I'm like you know on camera, my body looks disgusting, but in the mirror, I'm so like I've achieved my dream body in the mirror. But on camera, and I just, it's literal just body dysmorphia. Like I just can't see the same. That's yeah, and it, that's like, that's actually um, a common thing with body dysmorphia. There can be different types, in the sense that 
there's like mirror body dysmorphia. Yeah. Like yeah. in the mirror, you fucking hate your body. Yeah. And then on real life, you're like, I'm like photos and stuff and then vice versa. Absolutely. And when I talked about it with my girls, they said the opposite. They were like, I love my body on camera, but I hate my body in the mirror. And it was just so interesting to see like the responses that I got. And um, just speaking about friends and when it comes to trauma, I just want to point out, you know, if you're not okay to talk to someone professionally about trauma and you do want to talk to a friend, just make sure they can handle it. Because like I said, something that I've gone through, Georgia might be like, "Mm, okay, like, you know, cool. Or it can go a completely different direction and Georgia takes on that stress and Georgia common Georgia very common for Georgia empath yes Georgia just can feel what I feel but worse and you just have to be careful I'm going to give you another I'm going to give everyone another example so I had told someone about my trauma about this incident from when I was a child between my parents and they used that trauma to hurt me in the same way now as an adult they literally I've opened up I told them about my mental health problems and where they stemmed from where it was my parents blah 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 and they took that and hurt me with it so you be careful who you talk to about this make sure you're in a safe place with safe people in a safe environment always be careful that's why I always say just go seek the mental help your psychologist is not going to stab you in the back yeah no shit and also that they go through processes when seeing patients like obviously it can be and that's one thing like people always say to me why don't you be a psych why don't you be a psych I don't think I could do it because it would just drain me so much like I already struggle so much with being such an open advocate for mental health because a lot of people come to me which is incredible and I feel so 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 blessed and lucky but on the same sense it's also very hard on me so psychologists are trained to deal with that and and to take on other people's shit they and to and also they see sex. Yes, psychs see sex. Yeah, psychs. yeah. yeah. They, they like go, <laughs> it's a very common thing. I was going to bring that up. Mm, yeah, they go through through briefings after like my psych tells me that she goes through briefings every week of like something maybe that really bothered her, like something that's on her mind from a patient's experience because you can hear some f- fucked up stories that can really like, especially if it's a PTSD mm. situation, um, which can really fuck up the person that's heard it um and, and a very good point before by saying make sure your friends are in the headspace I always try sometimes I just release and and I don't think about the other person first which is something that I'm working on but it's important to be like hey are you free right now are you in the space that we can chat about how I feel and if they say look 10 minutes 20 minutes tomorrow you just kind of have to deal with that unless you're in a very like vital situation where you're like I actually feel so unsafe professionals helplines like police fuck the police but maybe not police fuck the police uh (laughs) hospital like that's when obviously things need to be taken to a further measure but if you were in the space where you just need someone to talk to you just need to make sure that the other person is ready as well I'll, i'll give you an example of what happened this morning so um my friend, she sent me a Snapchat of her crying and she was just like, I just had a mental breakdown on the freeway. Like, and just from hearing her that she had a mental breakdown on the freeway the night before, I started crying. 
like that's just that's just how I take things on. I felt everything that she felt and I started crying. I was like, I wish I was there for you. So you do have to be weary of who you seek out to help. Like to And also you. their mental state as well. Yeah. Um and and there is such thing as trauma dumping and you just need to be careful. And that's why if you were going through a traumatic experience, it's really not okay to just rely on friends as as, exactly and as we said and as we said yes it's super super important to have conversations with friends and i can't advocate it for anymore but you can't rely on them altogether like there needs to be more help even even your parents yeah grandparents your aunties your uncles you can't yeah anyone anyone who's not a trained professional they're not gonna hold your brain in their hand and mold it to become better it's not gonna fix anything it's like if you're trying to get fit and you just like eat well but then you don't train you You need to do both like and as you said before you can do all these things and journal and do self-care and meditate and all that stuff but it doesn't work if the other things aren't working so yeah it's it and that doesn't say don't talk at all if you're not ready to talk to a professional that's okay but if you really want to get help and you're really struggling then you can't just rely on friends to trauma dump because and also there is a kind of thing called trauma porn i don't know if you've talked heard about that um but and and it's a reason why i said to you i was quite hesitant to talk about trauma because i never want to bring anyone on here and tell them to tell me their most fucked up stories about abuse and and fucked up things and then people listen to that and are like wow that's cooked and that's whatever and they just move on like yeah, i want it to I be specific yeah and and that's i don't want that like yeah. i don't want any and, and if they're in a different state of mind and it empowers them yeah perfect love it i would love for someone who is in the right mental state to come and and talk about it but yeah if they're not one seeking help two not in a good mental state three it's something that's still too hot for them i don't want to ever bring anyone on here to talk about that because it's for other people it's not entertaining but like everyone likes to listen to I don't know how to explain it but I feel like it's still interesting to hear about other people's experiences how even though how fucked up they are like yeah like that's why people like like true crime and shit like that like a lot of that is trauma porn so and although whatever it's fine still still good genre um I feel like that's a very important concept of of talking about trauma it's not all about just describing the fucked up things that happened to you yeah and i've never Um, wanted that to be on this trauma i think my not toxic trait i i'd say it's a good trait to have but i'm very open like i remember i was sitting there doing george's mum's hair i was curling her hair and i was just telling her a b c and d and she was like oh my god ganoush like this all happened <laughs> ganoush. She was like, ganoush, i do that as well happened? it's so bad yeah i, I agree but i learned my lesson learn from a bitch's mistakes and don't open up too much because like i said i've had a past partner who has used that trauma and kind of saw that wound that was a bit open and decided to stick a knife in there and make even more. That's Yeah, and that's why you have to be careful. You have to be careful. And that doesn't go to say, like, don't talk to anyone at all or don't, like, trust anyone. It's not about that. It's just kind of like also see that person's mental state and be like, 
will me telling them this benefit our relationship or will it just add another strain to it? Exactly. Because I feel like that's very important regardless of who the person is or how important they are to you. It's important to look at your relationship of what you're having at the moment and see if that talking about that would be beneficial. Um, But, yeah, I, I completely understand what you mean in the sense that trauma can be something that, can be used against you and yeah that's just why you have to be fucking careful you just have to be careful you know like i'm so blessed and, and, and i have a great friendship wait wait after you sorry okay, yeah. Yeah. i'm very blessed i have a great friendship group that can stomach everything i have to say that can sit there and just be like you've you've been through this you feel like this what are you gonna do now i can honestly tell you every single one of my friends have been like look talk to someone that is a professional get that help and I'm thankful for them because that's what pushed me to go seek mental help and also I I, I, I want to say as well and, and friendships so 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 important um in having like in healing, healing from your trauma but at the same sense one thing I always like to take in consideration is when I have an issue with someone or someone's done something to hurt me and I'm telling this to you because you've had an experience yeah. and what you're talking about with your ex-partner and stuff. Um, the re- one of the ex-partners. One of, one of the ex-partners. One of How many have you had, girl? <laughs> um, but, yeah, no, she has mul- had multiple. Mm-hmm. Um, what I'm saying this to you directly and whoever is relating to it. Whenever someone has done something hurtful to you, I always think back to the normal, very typical quote of hurt people, hurt people. And it makes me less angry at that person because I'm like, well, they're just probably, and I feel bad for them. I feel sad for them because I'm like, well, they're probably just not okay themselves and that fucking sucks. It's not an excuse. And I always like to say this as well. There's no excuses, but there's understandings to why people are the way they are. And as much as you can sit there and just be like, I'm angry and I hate them. As, as much as there are people in this world that I do always say, I hate them, I hate, I hate. I'm trying to, like, step back from that as well and just be like, I dislike what they did to me. I don't really even know deep down if they're a good person or not because I don't know them, one, anymore. Two, do you really even know someone? Like, how long does it take to know someone? Like, I've, I think five-plus years of, like, consistent hanging out yeah. is, like, a good space to know someone, at least from my personal experience. But... I don't take it as a thing of, oh, they're a bad person, fuck them. I just kind of think instead, after the anger subsides, because obviously you're going to be angry, you're going to be upset, and that's fine. Let yourself be angry. But then I just kind of go, well, there's obviously something that's happened to them in the past that makes them do this, and this is the way they've been taught. Like, this is the way they've been taught to live life and and to go about relationships and to go about friendships and and stuff like that. So I never – not never, I I really try and sympathize with the person to help me heal, not to do anything with them because obviously they're not in my life. It's not about them being happy. I don't really care. We had a very similar conversation about this exact thing. I don't know if you remember Jalisco last year. We had the same conversation and you were like, I can't hate X because X has mental health issues. Mm. So I can't hate them. And that put this whole thing into my perspective. Like mm. I can't hate this person that used my trauma against me because that's what they 
have, have been taught to do. Have been taught to do. And and, and yeah. I've been taught to do some pretty fucked up things as well. Yeah, so it's too. like yeah. I I it doesn't mean I'm a horrible person. It just means I have bad tendencies that I need to work on. One thing that I do kind of go, well, I don't love that they've kind of done all these things to me and then they're not working on it. Yeah. But at the same time, it's everyone's own pace to go and work on themselves and it's not our job to be like, go fix yourself. Yeah. But, yeah, it's a great – and I say this to a lot of people who have been fucked over by people. I'm like, they've just, they're obviously just not well themselves. Yeah. We're all not well right now and, and, and it's funny to me because everyone is hiding it. Not funny, but it's just – I see it so clearly because I have been through it that I just look at everyone from a view and I'm like, you're just all like acting like you're not okay when I know you're not. So if you ever feel like, oh, I feel weird, like I'm the only one who's been sad recently, I, I promise you the amount of people I've had come up to me in the last six months and being like, holy fuck, I am not okay is insane. Like, it's crazy it's to me. It's normal. Completely. It's completely normal. normal. It's out of and I love that they do as well. Of course, it's hard, but yeah. Of course. Um, and, and yeah, as we've said, hurt people hurt people, and that's why it's important to get therapy for trauma because you'll just hurt someone else. And I've done that before. Yeah. Like, and I'm sure you have as well. When we've been hurt and we haven't dealt with it properly, we just go hurt other people. You just lash it out at someone else. 100%. And it's normal to do that because – you haven't dealt with you think oh that and maybe it's and majority of the time it's subconsciously like you're not going out of your way and being like x hurt me so i'm gonna go hurt x like it's just what happens because you've been taught to do it as well especially at this age when we all have these relationships at such a young age um and and even with parent relationships like seeing parents and their relationship grow up growing up this word it's learned behavior it all become it's it's from it's from learned behavior and you take that on from one person and you take it to the next and you keep taking it through multiple relationships i'm not saying relationships in a romantic sense i mean in friendships and relationships between your office and etc cetera, etc cetera. and you keep taking it on and one way to just cut it off and put a stop to all of it is just seek help just get to the root of it heal it and then you will blossom and I- and I guess that's why I also have calmed down a little bit in the past year, calmed down in the sense of anger. I still get, I still get angry. Don't get me wrong. There's, there's moments, they're very scarce now, but there's moments where I just sit and I'm like so pumped up. It's like adrenaline's rushing through my body and this is BPD as well. And I'm like, I want to fucking kill someone. Yeah. It happens for like a split second um, and it doesn't happen often at all anymore. But the reason that calmed down is because I took time and go, everyone has so much trauma that I just have to just be, give everyone the benefit of the doubt. You have to be and, a it, person. and if they're not benefiting me, walk away. Um, just don't be angry about it anymore because it just brings us both harm, brings you harm, brings me harm, brings the person harm. Yeah. There's just no point in being angry anymore. Um, of course, it's different when going through like a breakup person because you just, it's okay to be angry for a while, but then after it, when you're in your healing stage, you're just like, there's just no point in me being angry. No, um, no there, there isn't. There, there's no point or anger mm. in certain aspects of life, I feel. I'm a real strong believer of it. Take the high road. Take the high road. Mm, the yeah. high road's fucking hard. The high road is for hard. For both of us. We're not good at the high road. Us Geminis. Us petty bitches. No, yeah, we're not very. good at the high road. <laughs> the high road hasn't been driven on. 
may, by me it's, it's many times. Punch to the throat to take so off, hard. to put on a smile and to act like nothing's fucking wrong. Oh, that's but so hard. It benefits you in the end. It shows the kind of person you are and the kind of person you are trying to be. Okay, so grow from that trauma. Grow from it. Heal from it. Blossom, bloom. You name it. You turn into every this- time I've I've taken the high road, I have loved myself so much more me too. after me too every time i've taken the high road i sit there and i'm like i'm in love with myself Quit doing this. Oh my i'm in love with myself one one point i also want to bring up as well um is like when you were talking about learned behavior mm. learned patterns stuff like that yeah Pattern it's behavior. like and people it to relate this to like in a general topic like with racism no one's born a racist no it's how they've it's been taught behavior, and absolutely. that's the same thing with like fucked up things that people do yeah. like if someone's been taught at an early age to get what you want is to lie and do fucked up shit then that's what they're gonna do because that's yeah. what they've been taught so going to therapy helps you unlearn all those things and learn a different more effective and fucking healthy way of it's doing just a so healthy way of living mm. you know when you let go of that learning. but how do you how do you feel to, to end on more of a you discussion, how do you feel you cope with your trauma now and how, like, childhood trauma has brought you into this person it, you are? It has shaped me, it has moulded me, and it has shown me another side of life. There are people that live the happiest lives and where's the character building? That's all I have to ask. Where's the character building? <laughs> You know, so I I have to be real. Like I've definitely become a bigger person because I've been through so much and I'm okay to say that. Uh, And also I've worked on myself, okay? I'm not like that childish person that will carry on arguments. And no, I've been taught now to take the high road, to not let things affect me as much as they would have in the past. Okay, because sometimes people people get stuck on the trauma and it's like, me, 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 but I've been through this and I've been through that. There is always another person. There's always there. me. There's always I've been through that. We've There's, all been through we've shit. We've all been through shit. And that doesn't, please it, get that out of your We've all been through shit. If you're going to hold this over someone else, like, oh, don't yell at me. I've been through this. Then fucking go seek help. You walk out the door, you go to the GP and you make your mental health care plan effective immediately. You start on it. You work on it. Don't ever hold your trauma against someone else like, oh, like, you know, I'm sorry I did this. I've been through this. Okay. Go seek help. What's your point? Okay. What is your point? Okay. Okay. I, I can't cope. Cause that's making an, ex- an that's excuse. That's making an excuse. See, see, and don't weaponize your trauma. That, that's a different – that's the difference from what I was saying before and saying there's understandings and there's excuses. Like by someone saying, hey – look, if I have an outburst by X, Y, Z, it's because of X, Y, Z. I'm sorry, I'm working on it. It's completely different. Have your out, so have different. your outburst. I'll be there. I will cope with it. But if it's do all this fucked up shit and then a week later you're like, well, I had this happen to me, so whatever. This is why I do what I do. That's not okay. Don't it has to be like, it has to be like I'm trying, like I'm actually trying to change it. And like the amount of times that, I've had really big angry outbursts and because of my issues and then I've turned it around and be like, oh, that's just my issues. I have, uh, everyone has to deal with it. Like I used to do that so much and that just didn't work and it wasn't healthy for other people. It wasn't fair on other people for me to be like, 
sorry, I have issues. Haha, <laughs> like deal with it. I had to turn around and be like, no, I'm actually going to try get help for it. And then it changed everything when I did get help for those anger issues and stuff like that. When I did have those outbursts, everyone was so much more understanding because they were like, she's actually trying. Like she's actually not just sitting there abusing us all and then just having a good day the next day and being like, ah, I have to deal with it, girl. Like I was actually trying to, yeah. to do better. And and there's no – like every everyone – I give everyone the benefit of the doubt in that sense. But if it's a pattern that keeps going on, it's where you need to just step back and be like, oh, it is this isn't benefiting me. to have trauma, but it is not okay to be like, oh, sorry, I just – kicked your foot because I've got trauma sorry deal with it yeah too bad too bad God can get on with it it's like excuse me no I don't have any sympathy for those kind of people but for people who are like look I'm sorry I did that I've been through this but I am working on it it's like you're working on yourself to do better fair enough everyone has blips from time to time I know we have uh, our set I don't know that blips we have our they're more than blips sometimes, they're blops sometimes you take two steps forward and you and can take 10 steps back Olivia Rodrigo um <laughs> and also to make a side point as well um sorry I make so many side points but that's a podcast for you with fuck now I forgot my point with um like making those step backs it's important it's important to acknowledge them and just be like well this happened but I'm not going to let it step me back a thousand times and just back up I'm just going to give up completely I'm going to give up on therapy completely because I just can never get better that is a victim mentality and I hate that mentality um obviously everyone can be a victim and but don't victimize yourself that doesn't everyone can be a victim but don't victimize that doesn't subside from what's actually happened it doesn't mean you're not one it just means that you're not going to get better by saying by doing that and also on a side point I want to also exclude if someone says oh I did this but I'm trying to get better and it's physical that's different if they're doing abuse and it's physical and mental abuse unless like you're in the head no not physical ever I I, I just one thing I struggle with is I never want to say it's okay if people are getting help it's not always okay. Like if you're getting abused physically or mentally, but then the person comes around and says, oh, I'm actually really trying to get help. I still don't think it's okay to stay in that relationship. No. Because – You got to walk. You got to walk because yeah. it's not – you're getting you're getting traumatized. Yeah. It's it good, good for them. Trauma. That's great. You can, you can say that's great, good on you, but I still don't feel like you should stay in that situation. Yeah. So that, that's also a side note I wanted to say. Because like, a, a lot of abusers, abuse, whether it's mental, whether it's physical, emotional, you walk. Because a, a lot of abusers say, like, oh, like they'll have an outburst and hit and do what, do fucked up shit, and then the next day they're back. Oh, I'll, I'll get help. I'm trying to get help, babe. Mm, no, unless you see progress, that's different. Unless you see change, it's a no. Uh, physical, nothing. No. Physical, just no. straight up. No. no, yeah, yeah. Physical, straight up. No, no. Like, I don't have anything to say about that. Like, I can't ever excuse that. Um, and I can't ever say, oh, if he says the next day he's getting – he, she says he, she, they is getting help the next day. Like, I don't give a fuck. Like, they've already done what they need to do. You need to walk away because you're traumatizing yourself. Yeah, yeah that was a little side. A little side note yeah. about that. But, okay, what do you want to end on? Tell me something last minute. Tell me what you're going to do with the next year. In the next year, I am going to work on myself. I know I've seen a lot of posts and it's like, don't make your entire identity working on yourself. 
But for the next year, I, I will be working. That's not your entire identity. I know, but did you see what Nagasa posted on his story? He's like, don't make your whole yeah, yeah. thing about healing, okay? I'll heal and then I'll level up. Yeah. I am leveling up as I heal. Yeah, okay, yeah. And everyone will do that. Everyone will do that. Everyone will see the brighter side to everything. But what I want to end on is if you're sitting in your bedroom and you're thinking about traumatic events that are happening, you do not sit there and cry yourself to sleep and listen to your sad playlist on Spotify. Or you you don't put on a sad movie to get the tears out. You walk out the door, you put on your pick your pants, and you just say to your GP, I want to start my mental health care plan. And you know what? With there only being a month and a half left, use those 20 sessions because we're not going to get those 20 sessions next year. Go every day, girl. Go every fucking day. (laughs) Do it. Absolutely. Shoot for the fucking stars. But just go seek the help that you need. And I promise you by the end, you're going to feel so much better. Okay. I am not at the end, but I know I can feel myself getting better mentally. It's, it's all about mental health, isn't it? Queen shit. Yeah, absolutely. Um, thank you all for listening. That was thank a bit... Thank you for having me, Georgia. That, any any time, Queen. I'm sorry, everyone, for the profanity, but... <laughs> Watch your profanity. No, I love swearing. It's fucking great. It's a fucking amazing. Mum has told me to stop swearing, but I do not care. Not sorry, Mum. Yeah, okay. That was beautiful. Thank you so much for coming on. You know I love you more than anything. And I'll have you on again. We can have another chat about another topic, or we can talk more about trauma. Okay. Goodbye, everybody. Have a fantastic night, evening, morning, whatever you are doing right now. Lots of love and take care of yourselves. Bye.